Ladies and gentlemen, Jason B. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in your part of the world, and welcome to Good Vibes of Jason B of Broad Minds and More Podcasts. And let's get the day started out with. Today is Variety Episode 33 or 34. I'll have to look back in my archives to really specify. But we're going to talk about um, quite a few different things. Personal development, obviously, um, is usually my forte. But this is going to be not just personal development for myself, but for um, parents that are um, parent, ath- you know, parent athletes, and they're also um, coaching athletes, you know, parent coaches, so to speak. So we're going to mainly focus pretty much that today, and we're also going to um, take a little bit of time to of observance of how we apply the lessons that we've learned and the lessons that we must go through ourselves. So we're going to be talking about that. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Sorry about that. I got um, my new laptop. I have a MacBook. It shut off after like 30 seconds because I didn't have it plugged in. So, uh, so anyway, continuing with the story. So, she has to have two official times and the if you're each rate in 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 a stroke doesn't matter if it's breaststroke doesn't matter if it's freestyle but it's just two official times and so lanes one and six again to recap it they're not um they don't count and if there is another additional heat every lane doesn't matter through one through six they don't count as as well only the first heat lanes two through five so you might be asking well how in the hell is that really helping them in being truly competitive and i don't understand it myself you know i'm like time is time and we swim in a year-round league in usa swim and it doesn't matter what you want what lane you are there's no such thing as participant lanes every lane counts and it doesn't matter whether it's the first heat or the fifth heat, the best time wins the race or wins the event. So my daughter had been put in participation lanes in the last two meets, and then this was the first meet that where yesterday, where we actually got to put her or she was available for one competitive official time. You know, one time. And we uh, we were excited because when we had to fight with the we basically had to talk to the coach and just kind of lay it out and then the organization was just like you know the the team organizers they were pissed and just they wanted to talk saying we shouldn't be talking to coaches like that or talking and I'm like no so what I did was last Friday is um, I took my daughter and we went over to the duck practice because we we practice with two teams really. Our primary team that we practice with is a year-round team, and she gets 
more individual coaching because there's not as many athletes, you know, and um, she gets the focus, but she also practices two days a week with the team. Now, you might be saying, well, if you don't practice with the team a lot, how is it fair and how do you know? Well, you don't really, but proof is in the pudding. A kid who swims often will show their technique, their strength, their ability, so on and so forth. So we talked to the team ahead of time before the season even started. and We were concerned about that. Is it going to count against her? And they said, no, not at all. As long as you register her, as long as you, um, you know, if we can talk to the other coach from the other team, I'm like, okay, no big deal. We can do that. We can set it up. So long story made short, you know, we started seeing definitely some favoritism and just to get Bella into the competitive official time was a headache. But we talked to the head coach and he he made it a point to put her at least in one official time, which was her breaststroke, I believe. And she actually I you know let me hold that thought before I go into describing. So my daughter was um you know, excited about this meet, but the heat was just unbearable. Even with those pop-up tents, you know, and the sun's beating down, you're kind of in the shade, the dry air, um, waiting to get in the pool. The kids are just antsy. They want to swim. They want to race. And just waiting for your race to come up is, is a pain in the ass, you know? And I remember this for myself, being a track and field athlete, sometimes the meat just takes forever and you got to wait. So taking my experience with track and field, and I and I was an excellent track and field athlete. You know, um, I competed in, the, in when I was in high school in the Junior Olympics. I competed at the highest level. I went to the nationals. You know, I did medal, and you know, and so on and so forth. And I did well in high school as well as for myself and college. So I do have experience. Anyhow, so the lessons I learned in track and field were, you know. You, there's things you got to do to secure your spot or to make sure that the coaches are aware of who you are, you know, because unless you are competing at such a high level and you ha you are noticed beyond the shadow of a doubt, they're not going to always remember you, especially on a big team. I mean, think about 100 kids and you got 13, 11 year old girls. And my daughter happens to be. So my daughter happens to be the, one of the shortest girls. You know, she's not mus muscular, but this girl swims. I mean, my kid swims about probably 3,000 yards or 3,000 3, meters a day in, in just one practice. And sometimes she'll go to two practices and do another 2,000 meters, which is not really uncommon for um, – for swimmers, it happens often. They sometimes they do a morning practice, morning workout, and then you know, then in the evening, sometimes it's like a technique, a technique training, and then other times it's just they gotta they gotta put in the laps. They gotta put in the time, you know, because the amount of laps is gonna help formulate their stroke and their rhythm when they race. So we were like. You know, okay, well, you know, we just definitely got some challenges. We definitely got to work on some things. And my daughter was, you know, she started swimming at nine, you know, eight slash nine when she actually could really swim on her own and it joined the team at eight. So, you know, now she's 11 going on 12 
and she's already swim other se- other seasons competitively, you know, and we're just like, you know, uh, as a dad and a former competitive, there's just th- some things I'm just like, I, I have memories of what it took to get me to that level of excellence. But at the same time, I had a big mouth and I said I could do it. And when it came down to it and people were like, looking, can you really do it? And found out I was slow, you know, saying, oh, you're full of shit. And basically, you know, hey, what can you really do? And so we were just like, you know, me and her mom, you know, we're separate. You know, we're she's married and got someone else anyway. So we're just separate and she's never competed in sports either. But I have. And she was like depending on my experience. And because swimming is a lot like track and field, you know, it's an individual sport. It's not – I mean, though you may be on a team, you are swimming for time. You're swimming in an individual lane. And the only time you ever really are team-related is when your your time is going in for a score or you're on a relay team. So what she was. So Bella was, um, you know, fast forward. You know, she understood the the dynamics. She's been in, you know, the Cal Berkeley Nike sponsored swim clinic. She said she wanted to go. You know, she wants to be this excellent swimmer. And it's like a lot of kids say things that until they realize they put in the hard work, it's much, much, much different. And the sacrifices are very severe sometimes. You know, personal growth. These kids when they're getting to the upper levels of competitiveness and it doesn't matter whether it's swimming, track and field, baseball, football, you know, soccer, volleyball, hockey, you name it, boxing, they give up a lot. And so my daughter loves to be social. So yesterday we had like almost an hour and a half to two hours before she even started swimming her, her first race. And my daughter wants to hang out with, be with her friends, and they're all on the swim team. But most of these kids don't swim year-round. They just swim just like for the summer, just for that one, two months, and that's it. And now these some of these kids look up to her because she goes and puts out all this work. Now, my daughter's times and her ability are a little average, and some in some races a little below average, and then some races she's definitely above. But she's trying to make it work. So we're at this meet and we're sitting in the heat and me and her mom are just like, you know, I told Bella, hey, you know, did you drink your water? And she's like, well, I drank one. And I'm like, I was like, okay, don't get on her. Have her drink water. And I told her, you know, you can hang out with your friends, but don't get caught up in talking too much, you know, because, and this is why. So what I've observed about little girls, you know, and and this is not to point at them in, in their gender, is is that they get really catty and they really get really gossip. And sometimes I've had to pull her away throughout this time to let her know that, hey, I know you want to have friends. I know you want to talk, but they're getting a little too personal. They're getting a little too dramatic. So take a step back, sit down and chill you know, because you don't want to get caught up in their mess and it's going to matter later. So what is your goal, Bella? And Bella goes, I definitely. Sorry about that, everyone. I'm having technical difficulties with my laptop. So I'm to finish this episode, I'm going to have to do a little bit on the road. Anyway, so like I was telling Bella, I said, so, so what is your goal? She's like, 
well, I want to go swim with Cal Berkeley. I said, okay, you you said that, but do you know what it means? And she's all, yeah, because when I talk to the other swimmers, you know, um, you know, I I have to work really hard. And I said, do you remember the questions you asked them, how hard they had to work? And they said, really hard. And uh, she goes, I said, so how much personal time did they give up when you asked them? They said pretty much all their personal time. Now, to keep in mind, you know, she's only 11 years old. And I'm not here to make her feel that she can't have a life outside of her sport. You know, because believe it or not, their sport gives them tremendous amount of opportunities to socialize, to grow, to network, to learn life lessons, so on and so forth, right? So, you know, I understand that because a lot of my networking today, to this day, has been founded on the sports that I've played, the people I know through, you know, competitive running, and and as also swimming. So, and I, I swam for a bit myself, and I also wrestled. So she's like, yeah, you know, I just want to hang out with my friends. And I said, okay, it's really hot, and you're you're not paying attention to what I'm telling you. So I'm only pointing this out to tell to help you in the seat. I said, what was it like last year on the hottest day? She's like, oh, it was horrible. And I said. So did you complain about a stomach ache and that you were hurting and that you didn't want to swim? She said, yeah, I totally remember that. And I said, okay, so this is one of those times where it's like when I tell you, hey, you need to chill out, break away from the emotional drama because it drains, this is what that means. This is mean what's focused. You need to start like either A, looking at the strokes that are going on, like because there's older kids swimming other strokes right now, and uh, she's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, so you know what's up. You cannot go out and say, well, I don't know. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know what, you know what to do, blah, blah, blah. So she's, like, totally aware to what she's saying. But I don't know if she fully fathoms it. So I'm like, okay, Dad, it's time to take a step back. Let her fail. So... Sure as shit, she um, she starts going off, taking off with her friends, gossiping, and she misses uh, the check-in time for her her race. And I'm like, great, you know, she's gonna miss her race. Well, thank God, the uh, the judges let her check in late anyway, but it was because she ran off and was too concerned about her girlfriends that were doing their thing. Now, her girlfriends are already, uh, there are their times are already faster in different events, you know. And I told Bella, I said, in order, order for you to be competitive, when it's time to focus, focus. When it's time to play, play. But this is not the time to play. You're here to swim. you got practice. you got all those other times to socialize. But these girls are all running off and being like whatever and trying to talk about this girl to about that girl. And I said, that is counterproductive. It's not keeping you in a good mood. It gets you to want to talk shit, too. And so she just didn't want to listen. So I said, okay. So she checked in. She was pissed off. And her start was horrible. I mean, 
absolutely horrible, not even to the what the the par that she sets for her own self. But then midway through the first lap, she snaps right back into it and gets in her rhythm and goes in a stroke. But and the only good thing the only good things that came out of this, out of her first race, was that she had finished one second faster than her best, but her form was so much horrible. So when Bella gets really focused, she's really fast, and she she's accomplishing great feats, which I'm so proud of her. But where, you know, getting your kid to focus is like a pain in the ass, and you don't want to over-parent. So Bella comes up to me after she finishes, saw how fast it was, and I said, well, you're one second faster than your best, but your your start was horrible. And I, I really didn't want to tell her that, but she asked me, like, hey, how did it look? What is it, you know, is there something I need to do better? And I'm really honest with her, you know. And and it, that's, that's also a teaching point that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. So... She's like, she's really upset, you know, and really down. I'm like, look, baby, I'm not here to, to put you down. But do you understand when I tell you, don't get caught up in other people's mix. Don't get caught up in gossip. You were pissed off when you started the race, were you not? She's like, yeah, I was. And I'm like, why were you mad? She's like, because you were getting on my case, Dad. And I said, you're right. Okay, so was me getting on your case for my benefit or yours? I guess mine and I'm like no answer honestly how you really feel and she goes it was for yours dad and I and it it took me back it totally took me back so right then and there that told me that I'm over coaching my daughter because she's not seeing ultimately it's her responsibility it's her race she swims it nobody else does it was my application of trying to keep her in line and focus that where I went overboard. I said, okay, I, I understand. You feel I'm, I upset you too much. And I said, so this is a teachable moment. Whose race is it? Mine. Whose words do you use? Or what do you use to motivate you to swim faster? I don't know. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to say anything anymore. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you advice. You need to do. You need to go through your own struggles and your own feel. And and Bella's reaction was, no, no, Dad, I really do need your help. It's just you go too extreme. You go too hardcore. You know and. I said, no, Bella, it, it's it's okay. It's, it's You know what? Dad made a mistake. I take the hit on this race. It's up to you how you're going to race your next race. So I'm not going to say anything, nor am I going to say anything in the rest of the meet. So when I see you gossip and you finish lousy and your friends are finishing first and getting ribbons and getting opportunities to swim in the swim meet, and you don't have that opportunity, I'm not trying to use this against you. But you're the only one to blame, and you cannot blame me because my dad was too hard on me. Because I'm not going to do that anymore. So it's your opportunity. You create the pathway. You push yourself. I'm just going to cheer you on, and that's all I'm going to do. 
I'm going to let your coaches do the regular coaching, and you can't, at this time, I'm going to take a step back, and I, I don't want you asking me for my help anymore uh, for now until this, season, this part of the season is over with. When it's over with, we'll talk. And it really did seem like I was trying to be vindictive or hardcore. But I also remember something that one of my great coaches from cross country said to me once. He's like, I may yell at you, I may scream at you, but if it's only for your benefit because I care about you, I've done my job. I try to talk to you, it's your choice to listen. You need to seek you need to seek your mentor or your coach, not me need to seek you. And so from that point on, I remember that there's only so far you really can go as a parent. And there's only really so far you can go as a parent or a coaching parent. You know, you really got to take a step back. And sometimes you may have wanted to compete, but your time is over with. You know, your, your real time is over with for participating, for competing in that time of, of your life. Like, you can never go back to being 11 years old again, you know. And it brought me back to the opportunities that I gave up because I was so pissed off with my parents, my living situation, my mom, my dad not being there. No one was there for me. No one would, you know, in my senior year and freshman year of college, my senior year high school and in my freshman year of college, my parents didn't come out to not one track me, not one cross country me. And it was always something else to more focus when I really needed their support and their love. So I remember that. I used to use it as a tool, but then it kind of wore out. And I want to apply this to my daughter. And, you know, I told her, I love you, but you got to figure out your own purpose with your swimming. you got to figure out, and I'll tell you what, when you figure out that you can't rely on your friends, if they're not promoting you, and they're not helping you go forward, you know, it's not that I'm penalizing you. I'm just trying to teach you so that you can teach yourself and you figure out where your priorities are at. Because if you want to talk and you want to gossip, whatever, that's cool. Do that. When you don't get certain things out of life and you don't push through through certain sacrifices because you want to achieve your goals. Blame nobody but yourself because everyone really, in, in just like swimming, are no, they're only focused in their own lane, you know, and they want other people to cheer for them. But a lot of people don't look on the side to see, well, are they trying to take care of me? Are they trying to cheer me on? You know, and that's the real point of the matter is your kids have to really learn and fall on their own selves. And that's going to tell you they could be a great athlete or they could be a really poor athlete. And, and maybe you want them to be like the next Tiger Woods or the next Janet Evans or, uh, or Cal Ripken or, or Alex Rodriguez, Tim Brown, you know, Muhammad Ali. You may want your kid to be all that. But it's their own personal struggle that shapes them and makes them who they are through athletics. As the same, it goes to business and personal relations. Some people are always trying to chase the attention and admiration and acceptance, and others aren't. And if we get so focused on 
um, trying to take away the struggle or have them focus in the right areas and guide them, but they're fighting against it, that's where you need to stop. And it, it took a lot. I mean, because I even asked my ex, I said, you know, hey, am I being too hard on her? She's all, well, you were being really critical on her in front of her friends. And I just wouldn't have done that. I said, you know what, you're right. So now my daughter calls me and says, hey, Dad, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, what's up? And she goes, Dad, I'm really sorry for the way I acted yesterday. I really do need your help. And I'm like, I appreciate that, Bella. It's no, no harm against you, but I really do think you need to really figure out what you want with this swimming. If it's just for fun, just keep it fun. No. She's like, no, I don't want to go slow. I don't want to finish last. I said, no, you really do need to work this out yourself, in yourself. You need to create that self-discipline that's going to make you the next best fella or the best athlete or the best student or doctor, dentist, lawyer, whatever. You need to figure that out. I'm only here to assist you to becoming that. And when you tell me that I'm not, I'm being too harsh, that was for me to learn. I'm not being sensitive to your needs. And I'm being over-concerned about what I feel it takes. I said, I want you to become that college athlete. But from here on out, I'm just your cheerleader. You want my coaching? You know what? Start showing it. What do I tell you? Why do I tell you these things? You know, what can you do with what I've already told you? Because I feel, honestly, I've prepared you enough to where you know you can't act you cannot act stupid, you know, and say, well, I wasn't warned or I, I didn't know or, or someone didn't tell me. No, we told you it's your choice to listen. And that goes a long way in life. There's plenty of people who always tell us how to do things, what to do, and why we should do it. And they give plenty of warnings, but when we take that personal offense to the warnings, you know, and just say, no, you're fucking wrong because you're immature, it's time for you to face the music. And Bella was, she was crying. Seriously, she she was crying. She was upset because she felt like, damn, I lost my best, my best person, you know, like, I shouldn't have done that, you know. But I'm like, it's okay. You're going to learn the way that I learned. The best thing you can do from here on out is take advantage of it. Take advantage of your opportunity. Make your opportunity the great one. You know, and she's really hard on herself. I'm like, it's okay. Just get through it. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. I'll cheer you on. But I'll write down your times. It's your job to figure out what you're doing wrong and what you're doing all right. So the moral of the story is, don't take the race out of the racer when you're coaching your kid. Let them grow. Let them fall. Let them figure out their own personal desire. There's only so much we can truly save them from their own decisions. And some decisions we don't need to save them from. Well, that's all the time I have for this particular part of uh, Variety Episode 33. I will post more later, but I'm going to add to this more later, but I just wanted to get this message out. Thank you all for listening.